To you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Hello, I'm Glynis Crook. Last week on Being Green, Rana Adib, Executive Director of the International Renewable Energy Network, Grain 21, said that even although renewables are cost efficient, they do not operate in a fair and competitive market because governments continue to subsidize fossil fuels. Here in South Africa, there has been ongoing support in some quarters for coal, which provides some 80% of our primary energy needs. But last July, President Cyril Ramaphosa's energy action plan seemed to prioritize an energy transition from a coal-based to a renewable-based economy. A good move if we're to meet our climate change commitments. However, last week when our new electricity minister, Josienzo Ramaphosa's proposal, outlined his proposals for combating load shedding, he spoke about extending the lives of ESCOM's coal-fired power stations. While he made it clear that Cabinet will be making the final decision on his plan, my guest today believes that it was clear that his preference is to keep them going. His energy expert, Professor Mark Swilling, who's co-director of the Centre for Sustainability Transitions at Stellenbosch University. Mark Ramachopa's proposal seems to go against a whole bunch of government policies. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. There has been a lot of work over the last couple of years, including by ESCOM, to prepare the country for an energy transition, which means adopting a set of policy frameworks, including our official energy policy, the Integrated Resource Plan, the National Infrastructure Plan, and various just energy transition investment framework, and the latest budget speech. All of these are basically accepting that we are going to go through an energy transition, which includes Uh, decommissioning of coal-fired power stations. But some might say that in the immediate, there's a certain logic to their extension to counteract load shedding while we build up our other energy sources. Well, sounds logical, but it doesn't work that way. You can only fix and and rehabilitate the existing coal-fired power stations so that they deliver the energy we need by taking them offline not for a couple of days or even a couple of weeks, but a couple of months. But if you do that without having an alternative in place, then you're going to make load shedding worse. So if we continue to allow the implementation of large-scale renewables, which is, and all the decisions have been made to make that possible, if that just continues to happen at the current rate, then... ESCOM will have the wriggle room, the space that it needs in order to take power stations off the grid to fix them properly. So actually, upfront heavy investment in renewables is a precondition for fixing the machines, not what comes later. So if we were to exclude his let's extend the life of coal power stations, would developing renewables right now fast for South Africa, cost less and be able to be done quickly enough? Well, building renewables is the fastest and cheapest way to bring uh, new electricity onto the grid. The price of renewables has dropped about 90% over the last decade or so, and the price of battery backup storage has also dropped dramatically in the last five years. 
So yes, renewables is the quickest, takes about two years to bring a big plant onto the grid, whereas a, a new coal-fired power station would take a minimum of 10 years. And to fix the existing power stations could take anything between five and seven years. I believe one problem with renewables includes the availability of the grid connections. Is something that we can solve quickly? Yes and no. Basically, there's insufficient grid capacity to connect anything to the grid at the moment. However, you have to break that up into two parts. There are sections of the country where there is grid capacity, but insufficient substations uh, to actually make the connections. That's the, those are the early wins. That's the low-hanging fruit where with uh, relatively cheap uh, interventions, we can actually bring those parts of the country uh, into play with investments in substations. In other parts of the country, especially Northern Cape, where the best resources uh, exist, for example, there's no grid capacity whatsoever. And there you have to not just do substations, you have to do cables as well. And that's five to seven years lead time to get all that up and running. But that has to be done from now in parallel to the interventions and substations. Mark, if Cabinet were to approve his plan, what would be the impact for South Africa? Well, South Africa would become a pariah once again. We were an apartheid pariah when there was an ethical commitment to ending racism. Now there's an ethical commitment globally to dealing with climate change. So we would become a pariah. We would be seen as breaking our promises that we've made to the international community. And we would get excluded from our biggest export market, which is Europe, because Europe is introducing carbon border taxes to penalise countries like ours, which are carbon intensive. Thanks there to Professor Mark Swilling of Stellenbosch University's Centre for Sustainability Transitions. And that's it for this week from me, Glynis Crook. Take care and goodbye. Being Green was brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Ask not what your community can do for you. Ask what you can do for your community. At Remax Living Real Estate, our ethos is built on giving back. From sponsoring music broadcasts to FMR's Being Green, our focus is on making your world more harmonious and our planet more sustainable. So when it comes to choosing a real estate partner, don't go for anything less than people who are maximum givers. Galinda Moser from Remax Living Real Estate. FMR.